Perth Football Podcast. Uh, welcome to this episode. Just before we get started, just need to preface this by saying a huge trigger warning. Um, obviously, this is a pretty precarious subject that we're going to talk about, um, and I don't think everyone is going to want to listen or needs to listen. Um, and we are conscious that it is myself and Sean. Um, who are going to be talking about this and it is two men speaking about this and we want to make sure that you know you understand that we are going to stumble and not get everything right and we are in a position of privilege where we're not directly affected regardless of the amount of empathy and sympathy that we might have um, so we want to put that preface out there right from the front that this might not be an episode that you want to listen to and that's absolutely fine but we kind of felt that we couldn't take it take ourselves seriously in terms of the work that we do in terms of football that we do in terms of not only covering the male game but also the women's game as well um, and we didn't want to be in a position where at the first chance that something like this happened and we could be there and offer our thoughts and opinions and make sure that we are siding it with the community um, that we weren't there so we are going to go about this and try our best to do this and address this um, and we obviously want to let you know that if you are struggling, if you have been through anything, um, that there is support that is out there for you. Um, and yeah, so please reach out, reach out to us, reach out to them. And um, yeah, and with all that said, let's get started. So firstly, Sean, hi, mate. It's been, it's been mental couple of days, right? Yeah, it has. And uh, I, th I think you've sort of covered everything there that I would have wanted to say uh, as, a, as a preface. I, I do think, you know, although it's, uh, again, uh, men talking about a topic that affects women, um, and, and so that perspective, you know, it, it won't be a complete uh, perspective from both sides, but I think we do have um, some insight that... Uh, that, that comes with being, um, I'll, I'll still I'll still claim young for now, but comes with being young men and, and men that have been involved in sporting teams. And I know from our conversations in the past, we've both had to leave uh, WhatsApp groups or chat groups um, because of the nature of, of the content and that it's, yeah, it gets pretty toxic and uh, just disgusting, uh, to be honest, even in, in some of the teams that I've uh, played in and, you know, you've, you've played at a slightly higher level than me and, and I'm sure you've experienced the same kinds of things. So we'll touch on, yeah, a bit of that and and why the entire culture, and it's not just sporting culture, it's not just football culture, it's sort it's of society, the Western man. culture in, in general, yeah. But, but sporting teams uh, are, I think, a, a lightning rod for... For this sort of behaviour that we'll sporting talk about. teams, um, men's clubs, work, just basically anywhere where you yeah. find dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a group, a group of men that can share all their thoughts and feelings and come up with creative. Uh, yeah, games is a, a very light term for some of the the things that we've uh, sort of seen and and heard about, but. Uh, look, I guess I guess we'll dive in. But so that everyone knows by now, and we we took a couple of days before sort of jumping in and going for that instant reaction because we want to sort of collect ourselves and figure out how we wanted to talk about this. But the story uh, that David Goodwillie, uh, who is a Scottish footballer, uh, signed for Sorrento. Uh, I can't remember. Was it two days ago? Or was it was it yesterday? Um, uh, yeah, I'm it not was, sure exactly it was yesterday. That... So let me let me read it out. Yeah, um, you, you give us the timeline, and I'll gather my thoughts. So basically, yesterday morning, Sorrento Football Club put out a picture of I think it was Clay Gibbs and said, "Sorrento Football Club are pleased to announce that we have added three players to our mid-season first team. Clay Gibbs, David Goodwillie, and Callum Dobbs have all joined. Our head coach Steve McGarry had this to say on our new signings, um, and like." That's a shit sandwich if ever I've seen one, right? Clay Gibbs, who's been <laughs> yeah. playing, I'm pretty sure that they, I think, I'm pretty sure Clay Gibbs has been playing reserves or under 18s and has been making appearances for the team. And these have been two young guys 
Yeah, it, it, like I, I read it all out. Clay Gibbs is a young man who's just come through the Junior Academy system at Sorrento and has made a real impact in a short space of time. Um, he's a he's considering he's under 18s at the start of the season. He's a young player who can have a match to future. Callum Dubs was a player I coach at Perth Glory and someone who has left Australia and experienced difficult playing football environments and has come back. So he, he used to play, he used to play, um, I think, for Kenny Lowe's team. Um, as well as as well as McGarry's team as well, and so you've got these this young man, and it was it was mental because on the comment sheet, you've got this young man whose mum or one of his friends of his mum was just like, hey, congratulations to his mum on this great achievement for your son, and then underneath that it was like you've just signed a rapist. Yeah, well, I was going to say you can almost hit the Sesame Street music on that post and and play the one of these things is not like the other game with those three names and even the way they sandwiched him in the middle um we we obviously had nothing to this extent but we had the lee griffiths signing uh for mandra last year um and there was a bit of uproar because you know lee griffiths was was accused of sending you know inappropriate text messages to an underage girl um very, very different. Uh, it's it's not a hop, skip, and a jump away. That's it's it's quite a, a distance from what it is alleged that uh, David Goodwillie has done. Um, which look, I guess I, I guess we dive into to who David Goodwillie is here. And yeah, he's a, let's, a let's, go, let's go into it. What what are the facts? Or what are the things that have been that are just information that everyone else is going into or able to get that isn't you know our opinion, so to speak. Yeah. So so, so he he had a uh, sort of blossoming professional career in Scotland, played for Dundee United over 100 games, um, played some games with Wraith Rovers on loan, played in the Premier League for Blackburn Rovers. Uh, so he was, yeah, getting up there around the, the pinnacle of the game. Uh, and then a series of, I'm not sure exactly when the uh, assault convictions were, but he has three uh, violent assault convictions, uh during that time and then culminating in, I, I believe it was about 2011 when this alleged uh, rape occurred. Um, the only reason I say alleged is because it was that there, there was not enough evidence for it to go to a criminal trial in Scotland. So uh, it went, the, the uh, victim went through uh, the civil courts and uh, was awarded £100,000 in damages uh, when the, the judge basically said, look, all her testimony, all the witness testimonies are all credible, um, but did, did not <laughs> hold as high a view of the evidence given by the, the two footballers. So it wasn't just David Goodwillie, it was um, his teammate at the time, David Robertson, as well. And they, yeah, were were found to, uh, on the balance of probability, to have uh, raped the woman in uh, 2011, and she uh, she didn't end up receiving any of the the uh, payout there either because both Davids declared bankruptcy um, after the case. Uh, it, it was uh, obviously a long it was a long running thing because the the, the incident was. 2011, I, I think, and it was five or six years later that the uh, civil court ruling was handed down. Um, and as someone that has personally been through uh, a, a abusive relationship that went to the courts, um, these things just take so, so long. Um, and you can have all the evidence in the world, um, and, and we did against, uh, I mean, you know it, but I won't go into my story on this, but uh, against the woman that, um, yeah, defrauded us, uh, it, you just have to jump through so many hoops still to even get the prosecutions to, or the detective or whatever to look at it and say, hey, we're going to open a criminal case. It's just, it takes so, so long. Um because you, yeah, you get you get witnesses in, you get pieces of evidence in, you get you know that there has to be a judgment made over whether this is in the public interest and whether or not there's enough evidence or whether it's going to be wasting the court's time. Uh, and the judgment was made in in the David Goodwillie um, David Robertson case that mm. yeah, there wasn't enough evidence, and for whatever reason, the the victim has said she hasn't been given full reasons for why it wasn't. It didn't go to court, but she then, as I said, proceeded through the civil court, and so that 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 whole process is just is going to take years, uh, regardless. Um, 
that's 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 the basics. That's that's the absolute um, bare bone facts. Yeah. Um, and and now I guess we dive into the the specifics. So the the actual incident, I I wish I hadn't read up on it um, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, it's it wasn't pleasant reading. But the uh, security witness at the nightclub, the taxi driver, several, several witnesses that all sort of, these are the ones I was mentioning before that the judge said, yeah, they, so, so the, the security, um, lady in particular said something about, uh, how, how she'd seen her at the start of the night and she seemed okay, maybe had a few drinks. Um, and then at the end of the night, she was sitting down by a wall and, wasn't slurring her speech because she couldn't even talk. So she was saying she could not even get a response from her, um, thought she'd been drugged in some way or she'd taken some drugs. Um, regardless, it, it did not seem like she was in a, yeah, any position to do anything. Um, the uh, security guard then later said, like, she wished she had have done more and wished she had have called the, the ambulance herself or called the police or called someone uh, because then the the two Davids basically told her, I can't remember which one had the conversation with the guard, but they told her they were friends of her mum's, they were going to take her home. And and again, this is, this is just the testimony of the um, security guard. Not, obviously, neither of us were there. Um, so take out of that what you will, but uh, she said that... They told her they were friends of her mum's and that they were going to take her home and she'd be safe. Uh, they got her in a taxi, took her to an apartment that they'd rented out for the night, I think. Um, not sure on, on the details of that, uh, but the, the I've taxi got a, driver... I've got, a, I've got a quote here. I mean, she said, okay. I thought that they had come to get her from the club as they seemed sober plus. I hadn't seen or recognised him from inside. I even gave the guy, Robertson, advice on how to look after the lassie if she was sick or lapsed in or out of consciousness. Um, I told him that if she was lapsing out of con consciousness or he couldn't wake her up to dial 999, that's how concerned I was. He keeps saying he would stay with her all night and that he would take her home. He even said, she is my best mate. I wouldn't let anything happen to her. The other guy was at the wall, kept saying, come on, get your purse and come on. And he never moved from the wall. He was just trying to get the girl to hurry up. Yeah, okay. And so then the, I... I believe the taxi driver had said he um or she i can't remember i think it was a he wasn't uh super comfortable with the drop-off because she you know didn't seem like she wanted to go in waited around in the taxi for a little while it was a dark apartment um there was no one else there uh and that's where the two of them went in and said they had consensual sex with this woman so that i, I mean to me, it is, it's just a disgusting situation, but it's not one that I could not foresee happening with people that I've played football with or other sports with um, on drunken nights out. Uh, and that's not to, to diminish it and say that this isn't as bad as it's, it's being made out. It's just to say that I think the culture around... Yeah, groups of men and, and sporting teams, certainly in the era that we've grown up in, is probably far worse than uh, I think people realise, than the general public realise. It, it is really, like, as I said before, you, you've you've left chat groups, I've left chat groups. We've The only ones you hear about are uh, ones that hit the news because people are famous and you see the stories about, you know, WhatsApp groups where teams will have point scoring systems for the types of girls they take home, the type of sex that they have with them. Um, right, there yeah, was a there was a there was a report that came out. I think it was last year or the year before. There was a big four consulting firm who were who were done for having this kind of behaviour, where they had group chats of the people, of the staff members, and partners were in it, rating the levels of like attractiveness of their work colleagues and like trying to get scores with their work colleagues and stuff like this so yeah like again well, is, isn't that that's isn't that how that that uh, dickhead zuckerberg started facebook anyway like yeah, it's legitimately it's, it's not, yeah. like you're right it's not just sports teams it is this is a a really common thing and yeah the the, the goal of and, and i genuinely didn't go on these on nights out with with teams very often because it, it just 
it's not an environment that I <laughs> enjoy. Um, I, I do think it's pretty gross. And but the goal is get a girl, take her home, and and it really doesn't matter to to a lot of guys how drunk they are. And in fact, that's it. Often, I think is joked about as that's a bit of a bonus because it's just easier. Um, and so. Yeah, I remember hearing situations where dudes are like, I've just got to get drunker so that it's fine. And then, yeah, we're, and, yeah, we're, and, exactly. then we're, and then we're both drunk. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, that that is, as far as I know, the details. I've never seen any, you know, anything else. The only argument that David Goodwillie has that I've seen is basically, yeah, no, she wanted it, and that's that that's the defence. Um, there's no, like, there's never been any kind of contrition that, like, look, I thought, I thought she was into it and, and I am trying to give the biggest benefit of the doubt that I, that I can, um, because you, you've got to try and see both sides. I think of everything, no matter how heinous the, the act is, you, you have to yeah try and understand the context, try and understand why the person did this. Um, but the absolute best best case that I've uh, seen from him is yeah, he, he may be um, but, but I, I say this but I've, like I said I've never seen anything from him to say uh, maybe I should, maybe she was too drunk I've learnt that, you know, I should be more careful in this situation because I and this is where it goes into speculation but I'm genuinely speculating here that I don't think, that I think this situation probably played out exactly as, as all the witnesses said it did but I also genuinely think he don't. He doesn't really think he did anything wrong, um, and that's due to the fact that he's never shown any contrition, and and the fact that I've seen footballers, I've seen guys, I've that's, this this is not a random rare occurrence. It is probably happening tonight out in Northbridge somewhere. And, and, and you don't even have to go to Northbridge, right? Like we were talking about this yesterday. And there are parts of America that Cristiano Ronaldo can't go to. You can Google why. Uh, Benjamin Mendy is having a trial. Very soon, um, Manchester United are going to have to deal with the Mason Greenwood situation. This stuff really, like when we talk about it being an insidious and part of the culture, it really, really is insidious and part of the football culture, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, the, the idea that there are just these women that are out there to, you know, make up false accusations. And I think a lot of it, a lot of it stems from not really understanding how the court system works. Uh, so I, and, and again, I, I don't want to dive into my personal situation, but I was dating a woman who made false accusations against ex-partners, made false accusations about me, um, said, uh, you know, pretended to be dying of cancer. Also, it was just lie upon lie upon lie. Um, but then when it goes to the courts, the only reason she ended up getting arrested was because she tried to go to a detective and, you know, accuse accuse uh, me and others of harassing and stalking her. And we just went in and said, well, boom, boom, here's all the evidence we've got because we've got years of evidence of what she's been saying. And she ended up getting arrested. So they, you, you don't just go in and make up an accusation and have it stick. You really, really don't. And the fact that she went in there to uh, try and, yeah, I think her toxicology reports from half a day later showed she was still like three times over the driving limit. So, yeah, 10, 12 hours ago when the incident happened, she would have been absolutely nowhere, just just nowhere and and the fact that she's gone in she's tried to get a criminal um conviction obviously and they've said like there's not enough evidence so to actually go in and accuse someone of something it's it's not just as easy as saying hey this is what happened and then getting someone to say yeah yeah he did that to me as well and then hey let's get a payday it's like that whole notion is just like there are evil evil people out there and and there are people that w would do that but it's I think, it's a far, far smaller minority than the, than the number of guys that there are out there that do this kind of thing because we've not necessarily seen it firsthand, but we've seen it before, and it's yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it's 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 frequent, it's common. Before we go on to like the Sorrento thing, I do want to just, or well, from Sorrento's perspective here, I do want to give you some ideas around why it's so difficult, right? So I'm reading. 
uh, rain.org statistics and it basically tells you that the vast majority of perpetrators will not go to jail um, for sexual assault. So out of out of 1,000, um, for every 1,000 sexual assaults, 975 perpetrators will walk free. Only 300 are actually reported to the police and that number is inflated because sometimes those 310 num numbers are reported by people close to the victims sorry, close to the survivor. And then after that, a lot of the times the survivor goes, I don't want to go through the criminal justice system. I don't want to have to go through the trial. I don't want to have to have my entire life investigated. I don't want people asking, what was I wearing to make it seem like I deserved this? I don't want people to... Like, and, and, and why would they Why would they not want that, Kalichi? And, and maybe, maybe because there was a man after um, the... David Goodwillie's victim um, had won her civil case. Uh, had she would be sent messages and, and things on Facebook, and one of the guys that ended up getting a fine for you know harassment for one of his posts had said that you know she should be brutally gang raped, and that's uh, and this is a, a father of two. Um, sitting there on Facebook yeah. Yeah. typing these messages out. So when you're fighting against that kind of mentality, it's like he obviously thinks that's funny. There's obviously his friends that think that's funny. There's a lot of people out there that, that probably may listen to this. They probably switched off by now because they're not really interested in, in the way we think or talk about this because they probably think it's funny and don't think it's a big deal. But it's, it's just – I've never been able to get my head around the idea of – uh, taking a taking a woman home that is so drunk she can't even stand. It's I mean far yeah. out. I, yeah, uh, like, mate, like, I, I don't it's, even know what to say honestly. And and so like just before I, I go into another story that I have, like if if you're looking at this and you're going that the chances of this actually going into court and this person going into like again three hundred and ten <sighs> are reported to the police, fifty reports lead to an arrest. 28 cases will lead to a felony conviction and 25 perpetrators will actually go to prison. So like, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not the statistics guy. Well, I am a statistics guy, but I'm not the odds guy and, and mathematician like you are, but two out of 25 out of a thousand is like, it gives you, it, there is no incentive for you to do that. You, yeah, you're, yeah, more, you're more likely, and, and because, you're more likely to have a robber because, incarcerated than you are to have someone who committed sexual assault. And then if you do come out about it, you will just receive abuse from just just from absolute dickheads. And that it's there. You're right. There is just absolutely no incentive. So, uh, and and I think the the type of language that's used around this it just becomes uh, people become numb to it. So when people talk about the bravery of victims coming forward, uh, it's just that's just what people say. Um, and I don't think it really holds any weight. But it is, yeah, it it is incredibly brave to put yourself forward knowing that someone's done something wrong and knowing that you are going to cop a backlash, knowing that you're probably not going to get anything out of this. And that's um, been the incredible thing. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that's alright. That's been the, the incredible thing about the story is she had ample opportunity to settle out of court for extra money and was like, I don't want to settle out of court. I'm more than happy to waive my right to um, anonymity I will put my name on this. I will, I don't like, she's quoted as saying, I just want to see you behind bars. I don't want your money. I don't want to have anything to do with you. She was informed that if she doesn't take the money that they'll probably file for bankruptcy and never pay her. And she said that was absolutely fine. So like yeah. this person has done all the things around bravery that we should be applauding and then gets abuse on the back end. Um, and, yeah. I, I do, and, and, I, and football fans singing songs about her at that, at games as well like just just to further exemplify the sort of mentality that there is yeah out there with 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 men in society with football uh, and just in general it's i do yeah, i do it, want to finish with really this, i do want to finish with a story so i i've been coaching kids i'm what 30 33 now i've been coaching kids since i was about 21 um and there was an incident where i was coaching kids like an after-school program and one of these girls who were in my class just huge personality all of a sudden she just just stops just freezes just stood still 
and you're like, what, like, what on earth is going on? She doesn't say anything, and I kind of keep an eye on her. And then I see that, again, these are like nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds. And then I see one of the boys, like, put his hand up her skirt, right? And I, like, lose my shit, pull him apart, separate him, put him to one side, put her to the other side, and talk to her and be like, hey, this is awful. Don't let this happen again. If anything, if anyone touches you or anything like that, like, you make sure you let us know this is your body, this is your space. And I was like, and I pulled the guy away, and I was like, you need to keep your hands to yourself. Like, this is absolutely messed up. You have no right to do this. And then like the craziest thing about the story is I wait until their parents turn up and I go to the, the young girls, like her dad was there and I was like, Hey mate, here's what's happened. And he was just like, Oh, can I guess the twist? Yeah. Didn't care. He was like, Oh man, nah, he probably likes her. Like that's, that's all good. And I was like, nah, man, you, you need to understand that this is how this behavior starts. She needs to know that this is her body and like no one can go in or around that otherwise she'll just think this is normal and she'll be like 21 at nightclubs and it'll be happening and she's just been from the eight years old she just thinks it's normal and he was like oh shit you know what like you're right that's absolutely fine and then i go and see the boy's mum, and i'm like hey here's what's happened and it's like it's a really awkward conversation to have and she just yeah. wouldn't take it for a second and drags her kids away and i was just like no not my son he knows where to like he knows not to, to touch anybody. It wasn't my son. And she just completely denies it and gives me one of these like boys will be boys line as well. And I'm, I'm like, this is absolutely mental. And that's eight year olds. So, so that was so sorry. That was the, I, I um, got mixed up in the, in the pronouns there. That was the, the boy's mum that you spoke to. And it was the girl's dad. dad yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a long-standing culture. Like, there's no secret to uh, how things, you know, have been uh, in in the past and and still linger on today. Uh, it's I think you know it's a lot better now. It's it's not you can't just be a rich businessman and just go around grabbing girls uh, on the backside like you could. Um, but well, not everywhere, but I'm sure there are still places where it's accepted. I know there's still places where it's accepted and even, and, and even encouraged. And, and I think this is where to, to dive into the whole signing for a new club. He's, he's tried to sign for two more clubs in the last 12 months where, uh, the, the backlash has been so big. They've, they've ripped up the contract, you know, <laughs> just, just like Sorrento have done. Um, so why? Sorrento thought it would be different is is a very big question, um, and and why they are, they're obviously of the belief that you know there is a, a path to redemption, and this is what what you and I have talked about uh, mostly about this over the last sort of twenty four hours is it, it, that there we do believe in rehabilitation, and we do believe that, it, that there is a limit, but almost no. Almost no matter what someone's done, there should be a way that they can um, redeem themselves and integrate themselves back into society. Uh, but the big stumbling block there for me, particularly with this case, uh, is that there there has been absolutely zero uh, contrition that I've read, that I've seen. Maybe there are quotes that I that I haven't seen, but I haven't seen anywhere where he said anything other than basically, yeah, she, she wanted it and that's why I didn't do anything wrong and that's why I should be allowed to redeem myself. Keeping in mind this is a man with, <laughs> which funnily enough, the, the argument that, you know, it, it didn't, he didn't get proven to be a rapist in a criminal court. Um, Just a civil the court. That, oh, Fuck. The, 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 idea, the idea that that holds any weight when, Mate, you've got three other violent convictions in the criminal court. So if you want to say the criminal court's the standard, you're losing that standard in terms of who you are as a person. So uh, uh, the absolute bare minimum for starting a path to redemption is uh, taking some ownership admitting some fault, even like, I don't think this would be enough, but even to the level of, you know, I've had a look at our behavior. And even though I, I, I didn't realize anything was wrong on the night, taking a girl home that's too drunk to stand with my mate and both of us having sex with her while she's, you know, just not with it 
is not okay. Like at the very bare minimum, be able to come forward and say that and like say, yeah, I'm part. I was part of the culture. I was young. This is how it was. And I know other people have done similar things, worse things. And like, while I can stand back and say it's unfair that I'm the one that got caught, um, or that I'm the one that came up against a victim who wouldn't drop it. Uh, you can feel a little bit hard done by. You can say that's unfair. I don't think you have any right to, but sure you can. Um, but it, it hasn't even gone that far. Like, it hasn't even gone as far as saying like, yeah, this this is a disgusting culture, and I've I've had time to reflect, and I I you know I wouldn't say that I raped her, but I don't think that it was you know the type of behaviour that I wanted to exhibit has not even gone to that absolutely basic bare minimum level. And I think until you do that, I, I don't think you have any chance of redemption. I don't think you should. Yeah, that's that's the that's the crazy part, right? Like th- th- this is absolute we understand this is absolutely a third rail topic and we're able to speak about this like almost not saying necessarily freely, but we are able to speak about this without first hand knowledge or experience. And we might know people at the periphery, but it's still not the same. Um, and no, as, sure. as 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 an economist, like the entire the entire model or train of thought of thinking is okay. We found this out. What can we learn from this so we can impact society to change it for the better? And like you think about someone like Michael Vick, who got done for fighting dogs. Michael Vick was able to re-enter society again after doing countless speeches, joining like the RSPCA and becoming this huge advocate for like animal rights and, and animal welfare. And so again, it's, and, and I don't I, want to, I just, don't want I to equate it there, at the sorry. same <laughs> point. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. no can, I, can I just interrupt you there to say that if you put this in a news story that a woman was assaulted by a footballer in America or a footballer was fighting dogs, the dog fighting one is going to get all the clicks and, oh, the, yeah. and, and probably more uproar than, than the, you know why, the right? woman being assaulted. You know why, right? Go on, tell me. Well, because people care about animals more than they care about people and people damn sure care about animals more than they care about women and people damn sure care about animals more than they care about people who look like me. I would, I would, also, I would also add to, to that that... Um, the not not so much necessarily about caring uh, for people more because as everyone points out, you know we've all got mothers and a lot oh, of us have got stop. daughters. So you, you no no no, but just let me finish. You can you you can't say that people don't love, like just hate women outright. Um, they just but, hate women that they're not connected to, Sean. Well, no, but exactly, and and so the the. The reason that it's easier to just like get outraged about dogs fighting or outraged about what's happening in Ukraine or is, is because you don't you can read all of this, you can engage in this, you can have arguments about this, and you don't for a second have to look at yourself and look at your own behaviour and think like, am I a part of this? Um, and am I a part of this problem? And I, I like I, I I can put my hand up to a degree and say I wish when I was younger. I had have done more to like outwardly like address the some of the things that I've seen said or read in chats uh, like rather than just leave the chat. I, I don't think it would have done anything anyway if I had of. Um, yeah. But you know, I, there's definitely times where I wish I had have just gone on record and said this is not okay. And yeah, you're all scumbags basically. But yeah, it's but. I didn't. I certainly would now. I <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but but that's that's you know that's my process of going through and thinking as I grow and how I see things and how I see other people and how I see this behaviour and yeah, it, it, the, the, this is why people don't tend to yeah want to talk about these things or engage with these things because you have to look at yourself. You have to look at the your. Fr- Friends, you have to have maybe difficult conversations with people to say, like, is what we we're doing okay? Is this stuff okay? Uh, and and that's that's the, the yeah another reason um, shall, shall I say of, of why these people yeah there's there's a certain certainly a large number of people that just don't don't want to talk about this stuff. I want to I want to go on to the Sorrento part because this is the part that's 
like just all levels of kind of fucked up, right? Because like we've met, we've met with their president prior. I've met with their coach prior. Like know these people, speak to these people, um, and there is no way that they would have not been informed, right? There is no way that they would not know who David Goodwillie is. And you can also tell by the press release, by the shit sandwich, that they kind of knew, right? Because if you're signing a Scottish international who played for Scotland, you know what I mean? Who's yeah. who's played in the Premier well, League, well, that person has like a big announcement, a big picture and everything. So that's yeah, so that, again, that, again, look at look at look at the the you know, troubled story of Lee Griffiths and that that there's you know, like again, I I don't know Lee at all, but I don't think the two, yeah, the the two situations are in any way on the same level. Um, but you look at when he came over, and they were trying to charge like twenty bucks a head, making a big show and dance about it. That this um you know incredible professional footballer, um, ex uh, Scottish Premier League player was coming to play for them. So that that is that is what you do if you're yeah. a club. Um, signing a big name, yeah. so they like they know they're signing a big name, and and they've just stuck uh, it in the middle of two other yeah. up and coming names and not said anything about it, uh, and that that is that is the part that just like that's the part where they what, absolutely what, whatever whatever the conversations you were, man, like you, you just I'm just walking in on you and you've got your hand in the cookie jar, like maybe you tripped and fell and your hand landed in the cookie jar, but. Sh- shit that's well you know on balance of probability <laughs> I, i'm not buying it and 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 that's the that's the bit where i'm like from a press management perspective again like let's let's say let's say they've done their due diligence in terms of speaking they've done all their research and they're like we want to give this person a second chance we want to bring this person to the other side of the world um, we want to help them rehabilitate. We're concerned about their mental health. Um, we're concerned that, again, like, again, ethically speaking, if this was a Perth, Perth ethics podcast, you'd be talking about the fact that the ramifications of this mean that this person can't earn a living, they can't feed their family, they're now going to be a burden on the state. So technically speaking, like, you could make an argument that they're better off dead because, you know, you don't want the state to be taking care of people who aren't going to contribute whatsoever. And so they've gone, we don't want to see that. We want to bring this person here. And if that is your story, if that is what you want to fight on, you got to be upfront about that. you got to hold a press conference. you got to say, this is what we're doing. you got to inform your sponsors. you got to inform your fans and say, this is what we're doing. This is why we're going to do it. Because you know you're going to have a backlash, right? And maybe you yeah. just get 50% of people go, this is messed up. We don't want to be any, anywhere near this. And you get another bunch of people who are just like, yo, man, we love this. We love the fact that you're going to do this. We want to send you money. Like, bro, there, there are people who are getting sponsors and money to, like, do Trump rallies, right? There are people who are getting sponsors and, and money after killing people. And they're like, no, nah, I'm, I'm now going to, um, like, George Zimmerman was getting money and all this other stuff after fucking killing Trayvon Martin. So like there, there are people who are going to back you regardless of what the hell you say or, or what you do, because they just find they, they, they feel that way. There, there are serial killers who have found love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so if you had, if again, not equating this to all of that, but if you had come up front and gone, this is what we're doing. You at least get your story out there. You at least get to show exactly what you're doing it. You at least get to say, well, these are the values of our club that we're bringing forward and demonstrating. And I think I just don't if you do nothing, if you do none of that, why? What makes you think that it's going to be any different than the last two clubs he's tried to sign for in the last twelve months? They've just got to assume. Like, they've I just, just often, obviously got to assume that they're not that big, and that it's all the way down here on the other side of the yeah. world, and it's not that big a deal. Whereas you forget that you're bringing a Scottish international footballer who Nicholas Sturgeon, the Prime Minister, made a statement to be like, "Yo, we can't have this person in the league." So, like, like yeah. again, I, I think they just miscalculated the gravity of it in terms of the way that they try to announce it. And again, like whether you like it or not, they could have come in here with the best of intentions, but it looks optically, it looks awful to kind of be caught in the cookie jar, to sneak it in, to, 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 to shit sandwich it. And again, like the thing that we haven't mentioned so far is it's the women's world cup year. It's in Perth. 
You've got a really great women's setup that's going on, and you're also hosting the Haitian national football team. And Sorrento's a, Sorrento's a club trying to uh, push on their women's football as well, I believe. Yeah, they're doing um, like they're I, doing I know, a really I know, good job. I know that. Um, I know that uh, uh, one of their—is it—is it um, Jamie's uh, one of Jamie's uh, relatives up there? The Hanwell, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, who's you know who I spoke to who started their like women's program and um, yeah, like I know it's it's something that they're trying to push on. And then don't they have just, one plan for the NTC as well? No, it's 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 toned effort. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do have uh, Jenna, um, but but it's yeah, it's it's just just jumped into my mind because I know I was up there talking about their women's football uh, last time I was up there, and yeah, it's 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 toned effort the very very best. But uh, like I'm I'm really bending over backwards to try and give the benefit of the doubt. Um, to say that it, it just looks like, you know, they've talked to the guy. It doesn't sound like he's admitted to any wrongdoing in any of those conversations. I mean, I haven't heard anything from those conversations. So, again, p- pure speculation. But if he has come in to uh, Sorrento and in those talks with Sorrento has shown absolute contrition for what he's done and shows remorse and, and really regrets it, other than the only things I've read are that he's he regrets that it's affected affected his life um i have seen no comments about how it, it has affected the victim uh and and that's where as i said before and as i'll say again re- redemption starts with with contrition redemption starts with uh looking at your behavior and and trying to address it and trying to say like well what what can i do and there are things you could do there are things he can do now if he did that if he even did the bare minimum that I sort of said before where you can say like yeah in the culture that I was I was in I really didn't think I was doing anything wrong but I've spoken to people I've talked to um you know the organizations that deal with uh, sexual assault um I realized he's been that, going to schools you know, and speaking to boys he's been like yeah, like doing exactly. a whole lot yeah, yeah. You can go and you can go and tell them how how this this behaviour isn't okay and it can seem like fun, but you can you need to call it out when it happens because like hey, I'm a professional footballer. I had my career uh, ended because I yeah did, did something that at the time I thought was okay and cool and fine, but but really isn't. And I'll tell you why it isn't. And talk to them about survivors. Talk to them about the conversations you've had. Re- like you you start there. You start there, yeah. and that's there's still a long road to go after that, and that's where I think he looks at that and goes like, "No, nah, that's too. It's way easier to just say she's lying, she wanted it, I did nothing wrong." It's crazy because like, like we have rehabilitated Mike Tyson. Like we have, we yeah, have. What did, what did he do again? He just bit someone's ear off, didn't he? No, nah, but he also went to prison for for rape. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he he went to prison, oh, no. and then he, he even came back and was just like, "Listen, I didn't do this one. I've done others. I've I didn't do this one, and I've done more than enough that I deserve this one. But I didn't do this one, and but I'll do the time and do all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, I don't want to say be like Mike Tyson because that's a path to to, to get you back. But yeah, like the, I, yeah. I, I I just I, I, I do, want I do, us to. I do, I do just- I do just want to say, point out, like, uh, the, the talking with you is always very hard to just um, pull in just the, the flippant offhand uh, comments, and, and I, I really don't mean for any of them to, uh, yeah, d- diminish anything that we're, we're talking about, but the, the, the point about Mike Tyson there is I'm sure more people know about yeah. him biting someone's ear than about him uh, sexually assaulting people again, I, I for all the reasons we've talked about. Um, look, I, yeah. we, we've, we've been talking for almost 45 minutes now, but I do want to, like, it's hard, man, because, again, we, we know the clubs, and just to put you behind the curtain, we know the clubs, we gain access to the players, we want to talk about the league, um, and we understand the amount of work that goes into the clubs, we understand that it's the same five or six people that's doing all of this work, we understand that there is a survivor on the other end of this whose life has been greatly impacted and who has to like live every day about this, right? There's also the person who perpetrated this, who is, are we going to say that they want to get rehabilitated into society and just not doing it the right way or fucking up? And there's, there's so many there. And I think, I think we need to 
hold space for kindness. Like I generally want us to hold space for kindness to the Sorrento community, to the players that are there, to the people who were actually affected by this. They've, you know, they've listened to their fans. They've listened to the, the community at large and gone, okay, look, we can't do this. Perhaps they could have done it a whole lot better and been um, been upfront. People have been more understanding, but I do want us to hold space for kindness. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And but and I still like like we've said plenty of times, uh, just in this chat, there 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 should be a road to redemption for everyone. Um, I I just I I can't see that that this road to redemption has even even started with the statements that have that have been made and um, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be more. I'm hoping there'll be, there will be something. Um, but, but, but the, the continual woe is me. Um, and, and how hard is this for me is just not going to wash. And, and the whole tone's going to have to change. I think for David to, uh, to, to be able to play football again at any sort of level as, because as we've seen, we know the Western Australian NPL isn't the biggest league in the world. We love it to bits, but, yeah, it's um, it's not the highest level of football. Uh, so if if even at this level, the the uproar is is going to be massive. There's there are so many steps that need to be taken, um, b- before this man can can join a club uh, again, and and as it should be. Yeah. Um, look, I it would be remiss to not read a statement that he allegedly put out. Um, but it has been kind of shared through social media pages, which makes it even more fucked up, man. Um, due to recent events, I feel it's only right for myself to speak my truth. For the past year, I have actively tried to speak to tabloids, news, interviewers, anyone that would listen and had the same outcome. They weren't willing to give me a platform to tell my side. I was told they would come across hypocritical. I'm going to take the next few days and write everything down and share it with whoever wants to hear what I have to say. I owe it to my wife and children. A lot has been said that is misinformation. I have been silenced for long enough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, the la- like that, but there, buddy, uh, there will be nothing left off the table. And after that, if anyone has any questions on what I have to say, I will try to answer them in good time. Like, again, if we look at this and try to give this person the benefit of doubt, you're saying you're clumsily saying this, but it does not look good. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the time that we've got and good luck to everybody on this. I want to leave us with one of the fav- my favorite lines from a poem. It's called The Mower by Philip Larkin. When you get a second, go read the entire thing. But the most famous parts of the poem are this. Uh, it is always the same. We should be careful of each other. We should be kind while there is still time. Wish I was talented enough to say it better than a famous poet, mate. But I, um, I, I can't follow that up. Um, I'm with you on that, hundred percent. Yeah. Look, Sean, thank you so much, um, listeners. If you are still here, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we have been of help and some service. Um, but yeah, we didn't want to just jump into this and not give our fully formed thoughts and opinions on this, because um, it is something that's really important. And like we said, we want to be able to still address everybody that we do speak to and come in contact with. We still want to be able to um, speak to members of the community and, again, have, have these conversations that we don't necessarily want to have, but the ones that we think that are going to be needed to make sure that football is better for us. So once again, if you are someone who needs the help um, and you are in Western Australia, it's 1800 respect. That's 1800 737732 for a national 24-hour sexual assault, domestic and family violence counselling and help. So, yeah, thank you all so much. Sean, any more for any more? No, no, mate. Uh, I think we've said it all. Take care, everybody.
Uh, I wish I was talented enough to say it better than uh, a famous poet, mate, but I, um, I, I can't follow that up. Um, I'm with you on that, 100%. Yeah, look, Sean, thank you so much. Um, listeners, if you are still here, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, hopefully we have been of help and some service. Um, but yeah, we didn't want to just jump into this and not give our fully formed thoughts and opinions on this because um, it is something that's really important. And like we said, we want to be able to still address everybody that we do speak to and come in contact with. We still want to be able to um, speak to members of the community and, again, have, have these conversations that we don't necessarily want to have, but the ones that we think that are going to be needed to make sure that football is better for us. So once again, if you are someone who needs the help um, and you are in Western Australia, it's 1800 respect. That's 1800 737732 for a national 24 hour sexual assault, domestic and fi- family violence counseling um, and help. So, yeah, thank you all so much. Sean, any more for any more? No, no, mate. Uh, I think we've said it all. Take care, everybody. <laughs>